Hey everybody, before we get to episode 103, we want to tell you about a brand new podcast on the Osiris Media Network. Eric Krasno, who has sat in with Panic several times, has a brand new podcast called Plus One. It launches on Monday, April 20th. Here's the trailer. Hey guys, this is Eric Krasno here. Wanted to tell you about a brand new podcast that I'm putting together with my friends from Osiris. It's called Eric Krasno Plus One. I'll be sitting down with a lot of my favorite musicians and people from the entertainment industry that I've gotten to know over the years. One of the great things about being a touring musician are the people I've met along the way. Some of my favorite memories from the 20 years I've spent on the road are the backstage conversations and hearing my favorite musicians tell their stories. I've gotten to meet many of my heroes and watched many young musicians become legends in their own right. The one constant I've found is that they all have a unique and interesting story to tell. There's a certain bond that just happens between musicians, especially musicians that have been on the road together. I invite you to be a fly on the wall for these conversations. Welcome to Eric Krasno Plus One. Welcome into episode 103 of the Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch alongside Jeff Kolath. As we take our uh, weekly journey through the live catalog of widespread panic and other associated topics. Um, we're live tonight on Facebook because, you know, that's what we do here in the quarantine palooza. There's nothing else yep. to do. And um, every, everybody's doing it, Jeff. So we might as well. Everybody is. I mean, my God, Harvey, I did an Instagram live for work the other day. So, um, uh, yeah, for those of you that are, are, are watching, I, I don't know if, uh, turn into the Stacks Museum Instagram uh, page. We'll go live 11 o'clock Memphis time on Thursday. Hey. So for who did it better, the- our weekly journey through the Stacks catalog and a, a robust discussion of who did it better. That sounds awesome. For- where we pit cover songs versus originals. All right. So, um, so we we're, we're into our, uh, well, first things first, how every you guys doing? Everybody's good down in Memphis way. No, we're okay. I think, uh, the baby is doing this high pitch scream mm. multiple times a day, mm. um, for, and multiple settings in the jumperoo, while being fed, mm. uh, while standing at the couch, while standing at the coffee table. Um, it is high pitched and shrill and loud. I can hear him in where I'm working, which is like around the corner. It's literally like it's tucked in the way back corner of the house. And um, I can hear it as plain as day. So that's it. That's fun. Our eardrums are suffering because of that. Uh, older boy, I think is having a little bit of a trouble, uh, adjusting to life without school and friends and, and yeah. such. So taking a little bit, we need to take a little bit extra time with him, I think on a daily basis to ensure that he's keeping up with stuff, but also just not, you know, he, he has all the feels anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so now, now he's really got the feels. Uh, but yeah, he misses 
he misses seeing people as and, uh, as we all do as we all do um but other than that you know just uh working spending too much time on the ebays mm. buying buying records i don't need but i don't have anything else to do okay. so uh, you know, how about you? How about you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, we're both working full time from home and homeschooling seven year old. So plenty of time for things and keeping a five year old from, you know, murdering his older brother. So, <clears throat> but other than that, it's been fun. I mean, I kind of like the, I'm a homebody, so I'm enjoying it. There's lots of great, yeah. like live music on TV that I can watch. Um, but yeah, and I mean, it'd be nice to be able to go out a little bit more, but, um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I can handle this for another month or so, I think. What is the best uh, thing that you've watched, whether it be a house show or a um, from the archives vault release video thing since um, this whole thing started? That's a tough call. I, I watched, I think it was the night before last, maybe, a Jackie Green uh, live stream from his home studio. Uh-huh. That was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, you know, Matt Mays from Jupiter Coyote has been doing stuff every like once or twice a week and those have been fun. So no, it's just been nice mm-hmm. to kind of have stuff kind of always Sam Holt's done a couple shows. I don't know if you've tuned in any of those. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool to see everybody kind of sharing, sharing their music. Sure. And as we, uh, come or started this show just got worried a few minutes for that that john prine did pass away oh, tonight fuck. that's so thanks 2020 uh continuing your awesome run of 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 making us sad yeah so um but uh so yeah another great singer songwriter lost this week with bill withers yeah um, passing away uh, over the weekend and uh, lost, uh, last, uh, last, last week. Lost Wynton Marsalis last week. Ellis Marsalis. Ellis Marsalis, Wynton's dad. Ellis. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry. Yes, patriarch. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, uh, two of them, because of the coronavirus, it sounds like, Bill Withers uh, had had heart troubles and such. Mm-hmm. But uh, but still, sucks. And obviously, two songwriters that definitely, in, uh, in singer-songwriters that inspired Panic in a lot of ways. Yeah, certainly. No, for sure. So. Um, okay, well, all the happy things out of the way. <laughs> well, I guess we could we want to talk about happy things. Um, <laughs> Uh, WrestleMania was a big, was a big. Oh hit. yeah, yeah, I heard that. I didn't, I didn't. Sounds like with their. Um, uh, speaking of the baby, he's making noise. Mm. Um, uh, WrestleMania was this past weekend, and now we're talking about golf coming back and maybe quarantining all the baseball players in Arizona, <laughs> starting in May, and uh, just absolutely. The conversations that are being had about the are just, I mean, they're as insane to me as Tiger King, but like you couldn't make them up. Like they have to be real, mm-hmm. like Tiger King. Mm-hmm. The human brain cannot come up with that. <laughs> so like it has to be real. <laughs> kind of like all these conversations we're having about, well, let's take every player in Major League Baseball, but we'll have expanded rosters and all the coaches and let's just lock them in Arizona for three and a half months. <laughs> away from their families and friends when it's going to be 105 degrees outside of fucking July. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, the, here's the problem is there's, there's the, the networks are 
are dying. You know what I mean? Like the sports networks, yeah. they need content really soon. And it's not just they're for showing, your showing video games. It's not just for your entertainment. Although that's part of it is that yeah. they're the contracts that pay all of those, like the, the carriage contracts that pay all those salaries have what are called yeah. force majeure clauses, which means mm-hmm. that these, the cable companies can basically stop paying the networks uh, when they <clears throat> are no longer providing the content that they're being paid for. And so that is a mm. major thing. So they need to figure out a way to get some, some live sports on stat. So we'll see if they can make that happen. I know our president uh, is fully supportive. <laughs> um, they'll have uh, sounds like they're working on the ho- televised horse. Which right. should be entertaining, yeah. Which no. I, which I actually kind of hope they do, um, just because I want to see how they pull it off, and then I want to I want to see how they start try to do it, and then I eventually want the argument about, um, no, man, you were too close. I did shoot it from there, right? I want to see, yeah, which will inevitably occur. So, so I want to give a shout out to uh, to Mitch Schiller who just commented that he can't wait till this pandemic is over so he can float the Elkhorn, sip some bourbon, and listen to some. WSP. So, uh, me and you both, although I think you can probably do all, most of those things. I mean, you can probably float <laughs> the Elkhorn, you know, even though Governor Andy says that we should stay home. You can definitely sip some bourbon and listen to some panic uh, in your own house if you have a good supply. Yeah. Are the liquor stores closed in Kentucky? Oh, no, they're open. They're essential. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank God that we have a Democratic governor for that because... Bevan would probably have <laughs> shut them down by now. Um, not, Bevan were governor. Harvey, you'd be going to work every day without a mask. <laughs> you're right. You're right. He would have outlawed masks. His, I haven't looked. I haven't looked. But his most recent tweet, like the last time I looked a couple weeks ago, and the tweet was from, you know, right as this was all hitting, was about like a uh, Chicken Little a comparison. <laughs> so that has aged well. I don't know if he's added anything since then, but... Um, is uh is Clay Travis big in your part of the world? N- n- no, but I read a tweet that he put out yesterday, and it just reminded me how much I hate him. So oh god, that dude, he is reprehensible. Yeah, he's the uh, worst. Yeah. Ugh. Um, speaking of, I saw that there was the recently yesterday, the day before was the anniversary of the uh, Jim Rome, Jim Everett. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did you see that? I did. Yeah, I did. That's <laughs> it's such a funny thing to celebrate. I know, but it's. Oh man, that was it's still it's still awesome after all these years. <laughs> okay, Chris. <laughs> um, okay, so let's uh, let's get to some some music. So we have we've been breaking down our our Panic Suite sixteen. I am going to put up the uh, I'm going to put up the see if I can put up the bracket here live for mm. for the folks that are watching. Um, Okay, there it is. Yeah, so those are the sixteen shows uh, seated that we that we announced uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, we have we uh, the last couple weeks have broken down the left side of the bracket. Um, those have been open to to voting uh, since the first two matchups, the one sixteen and the eight nine. Um, are totally closed. The voting's closed. The the five twelve and the four thirteen close as we record this tomorrow. Um, but I think we probably you know we can probably call it. I think they're all um, pretty well um, spread out. So so we're gonna reveal those uh, winners. And then 
this episode, we're going to break down the right side of the bracket. So we've got four matchups um, to go through, and then we'll open up the voting for that. But first, we'll uh, we'll show the uh, the winners of the of the first four matchups. So the one sixteen, I don't think it's just anybody surprised, but you had the uh, the one seed advancing the uh, the four three ninety six Huntsville show. Um, and then, uh, it will, it will take on, uh, a, a relative upset. And that is, uh, that, that Pelham, Alabama, 729 one uh, defeated, uh, Montreal, 9897. Are you, is that, uh, is that surprising to you, I, Jeff? Uh, when the bracket came out, I was, uh, I think I had that one pegged as a potential upset. I think nine, eight is probably a better performed show, but I also felt that, uh, 729 being at Oak Mountain would probably put it over the top. Um, I was surprised at the margin cause it wasn't even close. Yeah. 74 to 26 was the percentage in the yeah. voting. That's a, that's a pretty strong statement. That's a, uh, that's not a close, that's not a close game, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Do you think that, I mean, did, did Montreal suffer from sort of the same, um, maybe bias that it would have that it suffered in the time it was played, you know, that it was a smaller type show that people, you know, you didn't have as many people. I, I mean, I'm certain that some of the folks that voted for the Oak mountain show were there. Right. And so you, yeah. you had a much smaller, <laughs> right. And so you had a much smaller yeah. base for that, you know, of the folks that were yeah. there that have positive memories of it. So um, I wonder if that, that hurt it at all. Um, uh, I'm sure it did. I mean, again, it was, it's, it is very much a random tucked away fall 97 show. I mean, it's, it was a Monday night show, mm-hmm. um, nine, eight, and that's coming after again, that's the fourth show of a four night run. Um, well, we've talked about this before, but I mean, it's a great show, but it's also a Monday night in Montreal and a tiny place called club soda. And there couldn't have been more than a few hundred people there. Um, I mean, it's, it's very sparse sounding in the audience tape, but, uh, the, uh, you know, just the comparison, I think we talked about this before that Oak mountain recording that the band put out with where you, where they have the crowd mixed so far up, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think really adds to it as well. So I think, you know, it's a performance better Montreal, but I think overall, overall scene uh probably put oak mountain over the top yeah and i mean you know that's one of those uh maybe you see you know an upstart right a, a mid-major they it gets hot um yeah you know you never know so um all right now i want to see if i can bring the bracket back up and okay and so then next you have the 512 matchup uh carbondale 2000 and colorado springs uh, 98. And let me see if I can find the, uh, okay. So the, the Twitter voting, there was a, there's a Facebook poll <clears throat> as well. Uh, although it seems that the Twitter has been much more active. Uh, and so may, we might move exclusively to the Twitter on, on voting here, but, um, with, uh, just a day left, Carbondale is beating Colorado Springs, uh, by 70 to 30, as far as percentage goes. So, um, Pretty, pretty handle, handily, uh, handily handling uh, the Colorado <laughs> Springs show. And um, so we will, uh, in our, you know, uh, in our coverage here, we'll move, uh, we'll advance Carbondale. We'll make that call. 
and then um, we got a regular Steve Karnacki over there. Right, yeah, I don't, I don't have the big. I don't have <laughs> need the big board. Yeah, I don't have one of the big boards. Um, and then uh, the final matchup from the first uh, from the left side, um, I would say like surprising to me the most controversial of the matchups as far as as folks you know uh, getting upset by the seeding and uh, on both ways I think uh, so it was the four seed was the five seven ninety seven Louisville show. Uh, and then the 13 seed was 4889 Valdosta, Georgia. And um, yeah, I think we got some, we got a lot of folks that were, that were Valdosta uh, supporters and uh, thinking that, that that was an under seed for them. And then, uh, and then had at least one person, Jason Grant. Um, <laughs> and I know we used to tape, uh, we used to trade tapes back in the day. Uh, you know, kind of bashing on the Louisville show. He, he was uh, he was saying that that St. Paul five uh, ten uh, should have been the choice uh, if we were going to make a you know make a pick. But you know, the people I have to say have, have, are supporting supporting me and us. Uh, the Louisville show is seventy two percent and Valdosta at twenty twenty eight percent with just a day left. So uh, it's a vocal minority. It's like it's a vocal minority. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think it's, uh, I, you know, I'm not gonna. I I will hear the Valdosta as being an underseed. I, I think that's a fair take. Um, it's a fun, it's a hot show, and uh, but I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the mat on that Louisville. I think that's right about where it belongs, uh, and. You know, I actually listened to, I hadn't listened to that St. Paul show in a while. Um, and I listened to that while I was mowing tonight, because that's what I, I do. Um, and it's good, but I, I don't feel like it's at the, I don't think. <laughs> Sorry, Harvey, I don't know what happened. Is everything all right? Is that your ringtone? <laughs> or are you just listening to music <laughs> instead of talking to me? Everything all right? That's what happens when you push the button on the uh, headphones. Oh, did you start playing music? Yeah, I played music. What were you? What was the last thing you were listening to? Well, it's something Jen was listening to. It was uh, the Bruce Springsteen show from Cleveland the night that the night before she was born. Okay. Uh, August nineteen seventy eight. So that's pretty funny. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt everybody. <laughs> uh, anyway, what did you say about St. Paul show? Well, I mean, I think it's it's. I think it's a good show. I, I mean, I think if you were going to... better than good. What's that? You think it's better than good. Okay. But oh, I mean... Yeah, that show's amazing. But I think if it's you good. look at the... If you look at the last four shows of that of that, of that that spring tour, um, I think it's... Uh, I think it's number three of those four, personally. I, I knew you were going to say that. Well, it's because um, it's factually correct, Jeff. That's why I said it. <laughs> um... It's a, uh, it's a great show. The the ninth is the is the is the the breather of the four. The eighth, five eighths, awesome. I mean that show is just tremendous. But five seven is the best of the lot, and there's really not much else to discuss about it. No. Five ten was on my list of prospective uh, at large bids, but it just you know the bracket's not big enough. Yeah. If we expand can't... to thirty two next year. What are, for, I mean, uh, just watering it down. Or just watering it down. Yeah. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's it's a good show, and there. I mean, so what would be the highlights for you from that show? Because I mean, like when I started listening to it, I'm like, really, up until the very end of the first set, there's not a whole lot going on. You no, know? the end of the first set with Blackman's pretty really awesome. It is, but I mean, you're yeah. but it takes them like six songs to get there, and by then, like the Louisville show has had, you know. The Galleon Fishwater, it's had, you know, a big bar stools with a thank you and a Hatfield. And, you know what I mean? Like, they're already we're well lubricated in Louisville by the end of the first set. And St. Paul are just getting started. Well, t- take it up with Jason Grant. Oh, Don't uh, take it up with me. I'm not arguing. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. You got to be my straw yeah. man at least here. Uh, uh, all the stuff with Blackman's great. Um Happy Papa's four cornered going into drums is pretty awesome. The greatest stop go at the start of the second set, but yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's not as good as five seven. Yeah. So there's just it's Jason. We appreciate your passion, but we, <laughs> somebody who was at that show, I, I I agree it's a great one, but it's not better than five seven. Yeah, um, and it is tough. Uh, Jason uh, Wood just commented that the that the seventeen year difference between the two shows for contrast is tough, right? I mean, that's a tough pull for that Valdosta show just because it's well, two mean, different bands. Where would, really. you, where would you seed for eight and give them a chance to win? Where in the, where in the bracket would they have had a chance to uh, pick up a victory? Um, let's see. Maybe as a nine seed against nine, eight, 97, considering how they performed against uh, Oak mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, in, in the six eleven that we're going to talk about, maybe against Boulder, Sitinski. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, that show, I think to me is like that. I think that's an underseed for that show. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I love that show, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's tough, but there's no doubt. So, um, all right, so that was um, those are the four matchups that we've covered already, and uh, we appreciate everybody uh, participating in the voting. That makes it way more exciting than if it was just us or if it was just like three people. So <laughs> we appreciate all the support uh, as we sort of you know play along and pretend like uh, um, like there's basketball. I guess the tournament should have ended last night, right? As we record this last on Tuesday. Night, yeah. Um, Joe, Lin- Joe Lenardi had Michigan state beating Florida state in the championship game. Hmm. Um, false. That was not, that would not have happened. Did he have Kentucky in the final four or no? Did... No, he had Florida, Florida state okay. beating Kentucky in the uh, regional. So we know in the, uh, we... no, in the, they beat Kentucky in the final four. Oh yeah. Cause, so, cause he had us beating Duke, right. And that was in the regional final. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's it's tough. It's a feel for those kids, and I mean, and also, I mean, the high school kids. Uh, it's just I feel so. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Tennessee didn't get to finish their basketball, um, their high school basketball tournament. They started. Yeah. They got one weekend in, mm-hmm. and then that was it, basically. Yeah. So it's just tough for those kids and the baseball kids in high school that didn't get to have their senior <laughs> year. It's it's rough. Graduations are going to be who knows. Um, yeah. But anyway, so um, moving on to the right side of the bracket, the top right, um, we'll break down a little bit the, the three and the 14 and the six and the 11. So the three and the 14, you've got uh, New Orleans 10, 28, 2000, and the 14 is Johnson City 11, 20, 01. So you, uh, Jeff, you got anything? So we had an at-large at, at bid. 
uh, for 1028. Um, and again, the middle, the middle night of the 2000 Halloween run in new Orleans, uh, kind of like the Oak mountain selection. I mean, I guess it was, you got your pick of three really great shows. And I mean, I think you chose probably my favorite of the three. Um, definitely. We've talked about the lawyers, guns and money a bunch of times. We've talked about a lot of this show a bunch of times, but the, uh, the start of the second set with Carl Denton, oh, Red Hot Mops, so Sharon still, still continues to just be just fire, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years later at this point. Um, that was, and especially given, you know, we had 98, 99 were so heavily, um, Dirty Dozen those two years and how many times you saw Dirty Dozen sit in with the band or heard them on tape. Mm-hmm. And then for these two shows to have Horn sit in on the first night and the second night, but just in totally different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff the first night with Groove Collective on, um, on Low Spark mm-hmm. was also, I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, and they sat in with the band earlier in the, that tour too. I think they sat in in Charlotte maybe mm-hmm. on the 21st. Um, which was a great sit-in as well. And so that was cool because it just was different. <clears throat> and then, yeah, just having um, a small horn section but playing with a, a lot of uh, maybe a bit more of a groove and a bit more of a uh, bit more power <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, with Carl Denson and Andy Cleaves on trumpet. Yeah, these two, the Red Hot Mama and the Sharon just came out and it was like, this whole this whole run is about moments and about just like setting the stage and like the first night sweet leaf opener second night the surprise lawyers closer and then come right back after everybody's like what did we just what did what what just happened yeah. and then get the you get the backhand coming with the red hot mama here and so yeah. great show um, Johnson City the band released that show obviously um, that's one of their vault releases again good show but doesn't stand a chance in this matchup this is a this, this is a oh, you're wrestling calling it parlay. you're calling it out oh, yeah. this, this is a squash <laughs> i got i got jerry, i got jerry the king lawler on my cup <laughs> he doesn't even need to pull the strap down he just just finished this finish these jokers off right away so. um yeah the 1028 i mean there's just not a there's not a weak spot in that show i mean it's just start to finish um I mean, even the sloppiness of Junko into Mardi Gras New Orleans. Yeah, it was, was fun. Like, it was fun, like because it didn't. It just doesn't matter. Right. Like, yeah, it was a botch, but it still was awesome. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then uh, so Disco, please blackout, and then Junko, and then uh, Surprise Valley, Hatfield, Henry Parsons, Lawyers, Guns, and Money. I mean, hmm. uh, and then Red Hot Mama Sharon, and then Big Willie Mammoth with a. Big jam after that, and to give, and then uh, pilgrims like a super long pilgrims. It was like a mm-hmm. like fifteen minutes, I think, into drums, uh, and then out of drums, ride me high, Conrad, traveling night, which is a super solid post drums, and then trouble soul kitchen. Um, so you know, trouble sort of a bust out. I guess they had played that in '89, uh, and then soul kitchen kind of keeping the um, the doors the doors. Um, they had done that in. They do doors in '99. What was it? Did they do? Yeah, they did. Uh, they did riders in '99. Okay, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it wasn't like a new song, yeah. Um, but that was going back from '96, so that was a. Um, so yeah, so that show is fantastic. And then um, who was it? Even who was the other one? 
2001, Johnson City. Um, yeah. <laughs> who is it even playing? The Patriot League champion. Yeah. Um, I mean, this show is actually, I mean, there's some really good stuff in the show. Um, oh, yeah. It's, I, there's some really, yes. The LA opener, the LA Wonder and Ain't No Use opener is really pretty cool. Um, that first set is great. LA Wonder and Ain't No Use, Impossible Worry. Mm-hmm. Um, this show is kind of cool because it's got new blue and old neighborhood in it, mm-hmm. uh, which is a perfect little time capsule for 2001, yeah. fall 2001, <laughs> when those two songs are in the rotation and are coming on board in the rotation. Um, hold and stop, go first at you know makes sense at the end of the first set. Beginning of the second set's okay, but the you get uh, love tracker pigeons airplane drums astronomy domine schoolgirl waker she caught the Katie. weird weird waker weird she caught the katie mm-hmm. placement which makes this show kind of fun and then a cool encore gimme chunk of coal so uh, well played you know freedom hall um, johnson city a place where they have played another pretty good show in the past and yeah i mean that's one of those yeah. things where it's like if i had if i had um you know, time to sit down with, with any of those guys to be like, so what was it about Freedom Hall and Johnson City? You know what I mean? <laughs> like you play there twice, you know, five years apart and both times they're just freaking on fire. Like, how does that, what, you know what I mean? Is it just that same Montreal vibe? Like, I mean, I was at the show in, in the 96 show and it was, um, you know, it wasn't packed, but I mean, there was a good, there was a decent crowd, you know I mean? It wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, 75 people, you know, on a, on a Monday night, it was, there was a decent crowd. And so, but I, I just wonder what it was that, you know, made them, you know, <laughs> want to really go off that night. I mean, Huntsville, I mean, again, it's just Huntsville is not a small town by any stretch, but four shows in a row, 96, 99, 2000, 2001. Again, 96 is the gold standard. Mm-hmm. 99 is an awesome show. Mm-hmm. 2000's got a uh, double encore, wish you were here, second encore, plus just a great show up to that point. 2001's got, a fir- I think, a first set, do what you like. So, so I mean, it's but, almost like that. Get- it's like that first night, like the first time they play there, like something happens, and then that becomes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's, like the, it's yeah. like the Palace is the same way. Like that 97 show is like, oh, man, we really threw down. So every time you come back, you sort of have that positive memory. Um, but, yeah, so looking at the uh, at that 11-20-01, um, really, you know, that was a sweet spot for Wonder and Jam, you know, so that was a nice mm-hmm. big wondering, nice big ain't no use. It was 10 minutes long. Um, and then a 10 and a half minute stop go after a big Holden too. So that's nice. And then the weak brain was nine minutes. So they, they took that out before they went into one arm Steve. So, um, yeah, some, you know, a lot of kind of exploration with maybe songs that are not, you know, traditional jam vehicles, so to speak. So. What, uh, so here's a, I'm sure there's dozens, dozens of people watching us right now. Um, but here's something, that, a question for future uh, episodes. What is this, a place, either a venue or a city they've played multiple times that you can't, that none of the shows they've ever played there has been like dynamic, mm. like there's nothing like truly memorable about the shows that they've played. Like, could you argue, I mean, you think about, to me, most of the best shows that Panic has played, I mean, look at our, 
look at the shows that they've released and the shows that we talk about. I mean, it's places like Johnson City, Tennessee, Valdosta, Georgia, Carbondale, Illinois, Colorado Springs, Huntsville, Alabama, Myrtle Beach, um, Jacksonville, whatever. No New York, no LA, no Chicago. You know, right. obviously none of the big none of the big three markets. Um, so it's like, but there's always these places and cities that the band has had to play over the years. But you don't ever really. But I don't. To me, yes, there's. I can name good shows from New York. You know, we got actually the anniversary of one today four seven ninety five. Mm-hmm. Um, ten eleven twenty one ninety eight obviously is a is a really good show. Those ninety nine shows with uh, Dirty Dozen aren't bad. L A. You've got the summer two thousand one. You've got fall two thousand with Robbie Robbie Krieger. Some interesting stuff. You know, in years prior bunch of shows around LA and, and uh, spring of 95 that were really good Chicago you know 722.92 is probably the best Chicago show other than 1031.96 maybe um, or 5897 or 5897.97 okay so Chicago maybe is different mm-hmm. um, Chicago is, is an interesting place because they always had so much radio support there mm-hmm. and always had such good support from XRT that I feel like it was Chicago shows always were sort of like the northern equivalent of like a southern show in a lot of ways, because mm-hmm. it because they'd always they played there a bunch of times and had such good support. So anyway, I'm rambling, but I'm just curious to know. It's like there's always we don't red we talk about like the kind of the big three or four venues that they've always played great at Oak Mountain, Red Rocks, UNO, uh, but they always but we do. Which cities have they played a bunch of times where you just be like, eh, yeah, they played. They Are they playing any good shows in Pittsburgh? Is that, I mean, is there like an IC uh, light? Well, I mean, there's, let's see, they played there, what, two, summer 2000, eight, what, eight, five. Hmm. Uh, they played there fall of 97, right? 920, 97. They played yeah. there, uh, they played there, um, they didn't play at Icy Light. They played, uh, what, 95? Spring 95, I think they went to Pittsburgh. Mm. I think that April 95, I think that's a pretty good show. What's yeah. that date, like 4, 15, maybe? Yeah, somewhere in there. Or something like that. Okay, well, um, yeah, no, I think we're getting off on the tangent here. We're just yeah, naming uh, random shit, <laughs> dates and locations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, if somebody's got a great recommendation for a Pittsburgh show, yeah, by all means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, maybe I'm overplaying it, but maybe there's like one show in each city, but it just seems like for these off the beaten path place, mm-hmm. places that Panic has been to on more than one occasion, um, they've always seemed to bring bring the heat, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and probably because we mostly think of it, remember the shows that are the good shows. But, um... well, but, I, but I also, it's just like there's... A, there's a, I don't know. I just think there's a thing sometimes yeah. in certain places. You know, Milwaukee was always like, oh, JB's dad lives in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, they always, they always play good shows in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> all right. So we'll move on to the 611, which includes two cities that have hosted um, good panic shows in the past. Uh, and so the sixth <laughs> seed is uh, 12096 uh, from uh, Boulder, Colorado. The the third night of the um, the sit and ski tour, the the closer of that first three night run, uh, and then nine twenty eight ninety five from um, 
Knoxville, Tennessee, which was the choice of a friend of the pod, uh, Sam Holt. So um, I I actually re-listened to both of these um, recently, and um, God, this Boulder show is just so freaking good, man. I mean, it's just. Yep. I guess if you don't like the Sitinski stuff at all, then maybe it's boring or something, but man, it's just that it doesn't stop. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I love the stuff with Jerry Joseph. I love the stuff with David Blackman. It's, um, you know, you got like a Mikey JB Mike and Blackman takeout. Mm -hmm. You got a JB, um, show on the road with Blackman. I mean, it's just, ugh. So good. It, um, I've always felt that this is probably, this would, if you said five best shows ever or whatever, any number, this would always be in my list. Mm -hmm. Maybe not top two or three, but, um, I think it's just, it's the shining. It's, it is at the top of the pyramid for sit and ski. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's what sit and ski was probably intended to be Mm -hmm. all along. And then of course, as we've, talked about here how it evolved into full-on rock shows basically towards the end um but if if, if somebody said what's Sitinski all about like this is the show i'm yeah. going to give them yeah, yeah um the let's get the show on the road vacation rock is is a is mixtape is was constant mixtape mm-hmm. uh, fodder for me um again anybody who's like what's a Make me a tape. What would you, you know, a, a, a panic that you think's really great? Like this, this was on it. I think a lot of it. Um, it's just, it's so good. It's so genuine. It's so heartfelt. Like the, there's a really incredible audience tape from this night, and then obviously there's there's the soundboard, and you know, I think both copies that are out there. But there's just these moments of silence, and let's get the show on the road mm-hmm. in between JB's vocals that are, I think you know this is gonna this is cliche alert uh like speak speak volumes about this band is like their ability to use quiet and their ability to use sort of the space you know the space in between the words the space in between the songs Mm. in such an effective way and i think that's like one of the best examples of it Mm. because it's like it's so stripped down it's so perfect it's beautiful it's not frivolous there's no extra shit in it it's just it just is and it's just it's fantastic and then the vacation comes in and it's one of the best vacations ever i mean hauser is like just a blanket being thrown on top of you Mm -hmm. like it is the some of the warmest like the warmest hauser you're ever gonna hear and then you have blackman in it and it's just adding those fills and it's just it's 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 so good. It just actually gives me chills talking about yeah. it. So it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I wonder too, like if that was um, so. This is the you know they they brought Vacation back at Halloween '95, and then this was the next time they played it. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it makes you wonder whether they knew that it was going to become what it became. You know, at that time, or if it was just like, oh, you know, we've dusted this off, we'll play it and the sit and ski stuff, and then maybe put it back on the shelf. Um, but mm-hmm. but then realized how much of you know how much fun it was to play, and that they they kept it in the rotation. Um, yeah. The other thing that I love about the show is the climb to safety. 
is yeah. so much fun. Oh my gosh! I mean, it was the first time it was ever played. It must, it must be good if you if, say good things about right, Time to See. Right, right. No, <laughs> I, I say good things about this one and the Halloween '98, and that's it. Those are the only good ones. <laughs> Those are the only good climate safeties. I'm just kidding. But, the Halloween '91 kicks up, kicks a lot of ass. Yeah. That, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Those two are definitely the ones, but I, I don't know if it's just because like, I think JB singing like the, the harmony stuff is so badass, you know what I mean? And just playing mm-hmm. off of Jerry. Um, and I don't know. It seems like they, they stretch it out a little bit more than they do normally. Um, mm-hmm. it's fun. If you haven't listened to that, go check that out for sure. So, um, yeah, the, take out chunk of cold Genesis to start the second set, uh, sleepy monkey and then airplane stone me. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I've, it's succeed is underseeded. I think, honestly, what, uh-huh. what even was the five? What got over it on a five carbon? Carbon Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess it's okay, but yeah, whew, man, good stuff pretty soon you're going to start saying i think that 423.99 is actually better than carbondale you're just going to no, start doing that i wouldn't do that all the time that i saw the time i saw george at rep arena is better than carbondale oh, you're never gonna hear that <laughs> um yeah that yard of blonde girls is really really something else um all right, so after we waxed poetic about Boulder 96, uh, its opponent is Knoxville 95. Um, and, you know, in the midst of a, a super tour, Fall 95, which is a great tour, um, and there's um, there's a lot of really good stuff in this show. Um, you know, I don't know if it holds up to to uh, Boulder, but are there anything that's – were there any moments that stuck out to you? Um, yeah, the fa- the fantasy opener, sure, obviously, diner rock in the second set, and then just the way the the show closes out with Holden Stone Me Conrad. Um, I think that's one of those ninety five shows. Ninety five set lists have kind of these. The band was doing these really cool things um, throughout the shows, not just at closers with these runs of songs with like these high energy songs, and then sticking a slow one right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, you know, creating these V's or W's or whatever you want to call them, Um, which I always thought was really cool. And it's really kind of unique to that era of the band. Um, And so I always looked like that. I've always liked that, that those three songs put together. 95 Holden's are, are awesome. Um, From this tour, especially, you know, this one was really good. 102895, the uh, Millsaps College show in Jackson, I mean, which is another great show that I don't know if we played anything from it. Yeah, we have. We have played something from it. Um, great tapes have been about, have been around that show for forever, um, thanks to Billy Wynn and Trey. Um, but uh, there's a great Holden in that show, too. So I think it's a, it's a fun show, good show, representative of the tour, one of our favorite tours collectively here. But it's it's tough tough road to hoe for uh for yeah yeah i mean big uh that holden was really good really big diner uh in the second mm-hmm. set and um i think in a lot of ways 95 is uh, is more about um you know i mean the set lists aren't going to blow you away they're not these super extended jams or anything but it's just like they're really dialing in like 
playing the songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything's super high, high energy, and they're just fun to listen to. They're really fun. They were really fun to see at that moment. But, um, mm-hmm. and I can see why this show would would stick out to somebody like um, like Sam. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a good show. I'm glad that they released it. I don't know that it stands up to uh, to Boulder '96, but. Mm. I was I was wrong. Uh, Panic played in Pittsburgh for eleven, ninety five, okay. Metropole. The Metropole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So I can't get them, I can't get them all right, Harvey. No, every them. once in a while you miss one. Um, okay, so moving on to the bottom right corner of the bracket, um, the seven ten and then the two fifteen matchups. Um, so the seven seed is New Year's 97, which uh, the first set was released as, uh, as a multi-track archive release. Um, are, do, we, do we count the whole show when we're, when we're voting on this matchup, or do you just take the first set? I was going to ask you the same thing. Uh, I, think we, I think we go with the whole show. I think you have to take the whole show. Because if you just did, if you just did the, uh, you seeded it. I know you seeded it based on the whole show. Right. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I mean, although it is a great set, but yeah, um, I think uh, it always makes me wonder. Again, you know, if I could ask the band, it was like, so why not release the second and third set? Because they were really good. <laughs> Are the tapes fucked up? Like what? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that's probably the most likely answer. <laughs> unfortunately Mm -hmm. um but there are great audience tapes of the show um and Mm -hmm. so i was listening to this um when i started mowing tonight i put this on Um, (laughs) how long did it take you to mow your yard i got a big yard jeff and i like to take (laughs) i like to take my time um to cut it, cut it by hand or what no but i mean sometimes i'll like stand in the corner with the mower running and just sort of stand there and listen to the music (laughs) and not go back inside <laughs> don't you do that don't you sometimes like run the run the vacuum cleaner just stand there and look at your phone while the vacuum cleaner runs no you don't do that just me yeah, yeah i guess it's just you okay does that, yeah anyway um so i was listening to this and i listened to the so if you're not familiar i mean i think most people are but if you're listening to this podcast but this first set is sort of the history lesson of the band. So it starts coconut show on the road with JB solo. And then Mikey comes out and they do wish you were here. Well, on the, on Nug's net is what I was listening to for whatever reason. I couldn't get the wish you were here to play. Like it would like play the first two songs and it just like froze. And then I went to open up the app and I was looking at it and it like, I could play stop go like the next song with schools, but it just would refuse to let me play wish you were here. And so I went over to re-listen and listen to wish you were here from the audience tape. And, and I'm really glad I did because man, the audience reaction on that wish you were here was mm-hmm. just like top notch. Um, yeah, it's great. So, so anyway, that's just a fun set. And, um, I will say, have it, were you, were you at that show? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, the one thing that's like, 
you know, watching each of the band members come come out, and you had uh, so schools came out for Stop Go, and then Todd came out for Traveling Light, and then Sonny came out from for Ophelia, and so what you're here and Ophelia were both kind of bust outs, and so then finally JoJo comes out, and you're like, you know, so what are they going to do with JoJo? You know what I mean? And it's like Junior, which is fine, but it's is like you were thinking that they would do some kind of like sort of big piano. You know, it was a long mm-hmm. hair or, or, you know, some sort of JoJo spotlight. But I guess it was more of a statement on this, on the song or the sound that he brought to the band. You know, mm-hmm. that sort of Mississippi blues sound more than, you know, the the uh, long hair, you know, piano ragtime thing. Mm-hmm. Did you, you, have you ever thought about that? I, no, yeah, I mean, I think it's what, what, the, what the first thing you said is correct mm-hmm. <laughs> about... Um, Yes, that whole Mississippi scene, the Junior Kimbrough thing, the fact that, you know, JoJo came to Mississippi and met those guys and hung out with them and did research on them and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I think it's just, uh, yeah, it's, you know, that that's the song he sort of brought to the band. Right. So, and uh, it may have been a thing where it was like, oh, well, which song do you want to play, JoJo? And he was, do you want to do Junior? So, um, and uh, so just the rest of that show, second set. Holden Rock, you got. I mean, I remember the second set. I mean, it is just dark, dark stuff mm-hmm. in the second set. Holden Rock, you got yours. Ride Me High, Blight, Papa Legba, uh, Nobody's Lost, C. Brown with John Keane, and then Pigeons to close the second set. Um, and then the third set, uh, Porch, Arlene, Greta, which I would put up those one that one, two, three punch against any any one, two, three mm-hmm. in the history of the band. I think honestly, Ooh. um, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Ooh. and then pilgrims, I'm full of it. I'm hyperbolic tonight. And then, um, <laughs> pilgrims, diner, impossible drums, love tractor, and then city of dreams, Mr. Soul encore. So that's 1231 97. Um, and it's matched up with what Jeff, we have a late, we have a, a last second scratch. As they do in in uh, horse racing parlance. Yes, we had uh, ineligible players on on uh, the four eighteen ninety eight. There are too uh, many team, too so. many too many fans in attendance. They, they... Too many fans in attendance. There was a lot. There was doping. Massive, massive amounts of doping <laughs> at, that, at, that, at that for that show. Um, so we had to swap it out with uh, eleven seventeen ninety eight from the Calvin Theater in Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, another really great fall 98 show um, of which we've I don't think we've played anything from this show mm-hmm. we've played stuff played stuff from the night before the Buffalo show the next night the next show is the uh, jazz is dead sit in with Alfonso yeah. Johnson Billy Cabo Herring and T Lavitz mm-hmm. on the uh, low spark fishwater low spark um, but this show I've always loved this show um, traded for it on dat no less um an awesome red hot mama opener i mean it's just it's awesome um it's just there's something about that school's baseline when it when it comes on its own like mm-hmm. when it's when the when a song goes when it go when it's coming out of something obviously it's still it, the song's always cool but when it just starts on its own it's the only thing you hear is schools is rumbling baseline mm-hmm. it just gives it a little extra punch this is a great version um, it's got a uh, um, big bottom spinal tap quote in it. I met her on Monday. It was my lucky fun day. You know what I mean? Um, 
Walkin' Love Tractor, Blue Indian. I listened to this the other day while I was in the kitchen, and um, again, small, small-ish place, but a pretty rowdy crowd. Um, so this is 11, 17, 98. So it's a month and 10 days after, or month and 11 days after Blue Indian debuted mm. in Madison. And when they started playing Blue Indian, people were like, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Back. <laughs> so it was like, again, it's, is it, is this the power of tapes? Is this people that went to shows prior to this and heard it, whatever it is, it's probably a mix of the mix of the two. But it's also like, man, I don't remember anybody cheering for Blue Indian. Ever since, thought, really. Yeah, I thought, thought that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Blue Indian, Greta, Sleeping Man, um, Sandbox, Blackout Blues, Postcard, great uh, set closer. Mm-hmm. Um, second set, Climb to Safety, set opener, and then Arlene, Driving Song, Please, All Time Low, Instrumental, Little Lily, Driving Song, Breathing Slow. Yeah. It, that, it's really good. Yeah. Um, the Arlene, Driving, Please, that little three song snippet is strong uh four cornered makes sense and then a wrangler closer after drums and then heaven traveling light the encore so great show can see why the band you know would have thought highly of it it's probably not it's not my favorite show from fall 98 but it's a good one and um yeah i think it's uh it would be the blue Indian thing stuck out to me so much. It's just, I mean, it just, it was almost jarring. Um, so, you know, I guess every song sort of has its moment when it's new and exciting, but the novelty wore off pretty quick, I think. So that was the, uh, the third ever red hot mama, the, Mm um, seventh ever blue Indian. And then the first ever little Lily in its instrumental form. Um, which is fun to hear. So, so check that out if you've never heard it. Um, and so just taking that we had originally seated the four eighteen ninety eight uh, Athens show in that spot. So, um, I don't know if this show would have gotten a 10 seed, you know, it probably would have slid. I would think it would be a little bit. Lower. I almost, I almost suggested swapping it with the 15 seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, yeah. I'd, for ease, ease of the bracket. I didn't want to mess up the bracket. That's how they do sometimes. When they have it all set and there's a big upset the last day, they just slide it in. They don't actually shuffle the whole thing just to try to screw Kentucky usually is what the end result is. Um, okay. And then uh, the the final matchup that we'll talk about. We've been pretty efficient tonight, I feel like. We're kind of getting mm-hmm. through this. Um because we haven't had to stop and do our cues. We're just talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the last matchup, which I think is actually a pretty intriguing matchup. And I sent you a text earlier this week that you didn't respond to. Um, so the matchup is, um, I'll bring the bracket back up for everybody to see. Uh, the two seed is 5599 Myrtle Beach. Uh, the second of a three-night run there. And then the 15 seed is Jacksonville, Florida, 427.99. Um, and I'm going to say that first of all, that, that Jacksonville show is, is woefully underseated. That show is mm-hmm. hot AF. Cause you, you probably didn't even listen to it before you seated. Well, no, no, I will tell you, this is God's honest <laughs> truth. And so I listened to the show, you know, recently and I was like, golly, it is good. Um, and why did I not? I knew people had talked about this show as being, you know, in the set list. So obviously if you, if you're not familiar with the show, um, the first set 
what sort of what it's known for is the first set yes. is this big massive proving ground sandwich and so it's the moran theater in jacksonville and so the first set is proving ground chili water disco picking up the pieces ain't no use worry proving ground which i mean i would need somebody to show me a larger sandwich I would think the only thing that maybe like there might have been a driving song sandwich that was close to that big, but I'm sure, yeah, the recent band is done. Oh, well, okay, no, but that's but pre not setless tricks. Yeah, yeah, O two or earlier. I don't know that there's anything yeah, that, that was as big. Maybe there was like a full set driving song. Is that possible? Maybe, but um, so. that would be the only thing I would even consider. Um, so that was sort of the thing, and then so then heaven all time low in the first set, and um. But, I mean, this show is played so well. So my text to you was, I think Spring 99 may be like one of my most favorite tours because this show, 427, the one that it's going up against, 5-5, five, five, um, the, the aforementioned 423.99, which is really good, uh, 5-199, which should have been in consideration for this tournament. Should have, yeah. Uh, from Municipal it's first far out, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, from Municipal Auditorium in New Orleans. Um, you know, the Boons, 422. Yeah, mm-hmm. 410 in Philadelphia is really good. I mean, and, and the thing that stuck out to me about this tour uh, and really um, struck me listening to this Jacksonville show. And I'll, let me, I want to pull it up so I can see. Um, so my first thing about why I underseated this show, I think, is because how it had previously circulated was a crappy soundboard recording. It was a monitor board. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it, and it was, it didn't sound good. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think that was my, but that's all that, yeah, that's all that ever existed. Cause like the, there were hard, there were no, I've never heard an audio audience. There, there is, there was one I have that somebody sent me the dad. So I don't know if it was Haney or somebody. And I was going to mm-hmm. make a, this is like, I was going to make a matrix of it, but never, you know, it was right, right when I got a job or something and I stopped doing that stuff. But, um, yeah, no, there are, there are, there's a good audience tape, but the soundboard is what I had always heard. And it was always just kind of like, eh, you know, it's just not much to it. It's mm-hmm. thin, there's no crowd and it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't impressive, but listen to this multi-track, um, sort of changed my perspective and the thing about this tour and this show in particular was they just stretched everything out i mean Mm. it just so like running down the first set um proving ground sort of standard chili water is 12 minutes long disco is eight minutes long picking up the pieces is 10 minutes long a no use 11 and a half worry 10 i mean that's like four straight stretched out songs in the middle of this proving ground sandwich um, and then you move into the second set. Um, she caught the Katie and then Greta 16 minutes driving song. And then weak brain is 1445. I mean, and, that, mm-hmm. and that's like really, really good stuff. And then back in a driving song, 1440, uh, into drums. Um, and then, you know, a, a sort of bass and drums jam out of drums and then show on the road is eight minutes. Tire shoes is nine minutes. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal playing and, and same thing with, we'll go into the show that it's going up against the five, five in a little bit, but I was blown away by how great this show was. 
and I, and I and I will stand here and apologize to it and its fans for having <laughs> so poorly seated it. Um, it uh, I agree with everything you said. Um, they're they're clearly just trying to wear they're just trying to wear people out with with a show like this, like it's just there's no other way to describe it. Like they're just like we're just going we're just gonna play this we're just gonna play, and play hard and play dark and play fast and stretch things out and see where we end up and where they end up is in a bunch of different places with really interesting results. To me, it's like. Again, it's picturing yourself there, and the first set would have just worn, I mean, was is just incredible. But it's that after drums that always kills me. It's like, show on the road out of drums, like, all right, you know, we're winding down. Yeah. You get a blackout we, closer or something, you know. Yeah, we're on the down slope. It's just like, it's been great. There's nothing else they can do, and it's just like, oh, no, tie your shoes. Mr. Soul. Tie your shoes. Yeah, we're just going to play that really loud and fast. And yeah, and then Mr. Soul. And then like the dream song, Encore. It's like you couldn't, what else? You can't do anything else mm-hmm. at that point. Like you, had, like that's what you're going to play because the band's worn out, the fans are worn out. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it, it is not a flip the bird no, uh, Encore no, in this case at all. Perfect, so. perfect Encore choice. Yeah, so I think this is the, uh, this 215 is the, uh, should be like the near miss 215 in yeah, the, uh, the, the in Syracuse the, uh, Richmond uh, matchup or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I feel bad. I really do feel bad that this show <laughs> is not going to advance most likely. But um, what I would love if somebody's out there that has like tons of time on their hands, which I don't, but like go around and collect, like put all of the. Um, individual jams from this tour onto a single show you know like a single disc or whatever because i mean they're like a lot of them are um self-standing kind of you know what i mean explorations and that that i don't know that the you know that the band did a whole lot other than in this tour um i mean you know they still do or i think they do probably more now than they did then but um yeah, I would love to hear that. I'd love to listen to like two hours. I mean, because like last night I had it on and it was just like, man, the jam out of driving song into drums was just like this groove. And they were just like, you know what I mean? Just hitting it. Mm-hmm. And like, I would love to listen to two hours of that. It would be awesome. So um, anyway, um, but unfortunately for uh, for this Jacksonville show, <laughs> um, so that, that was a... a uh, automatic selection but this uh this two seed was an at large and um i think so they why has this whole run not been released is my question i don't know i mean it 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 deserves it um i was looking back at the set lists um from each of the three nights and it it's it the first night you know, again, it's the first night is this ramp up into what the second night is, and you can't even say they come down a little bit for the third night because the third night's stupid good too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, the whole thing should be released um, as a whole because it's pretty unprecedented. To me, it's in it's one of the best three show runs the band has ever done. 
Five Five is one of the best shows they've ever done. It's always in my top five um, for shows. Um, this run has everything. I mean, it has great venue, incredible crowd, band feeding off the energy of the crowd, setless surprises, cool. Th- I mean, just there's light, there's dark. Um, last two nights, there's dual encores. Um, Kick ass dual encores yeah. too. I can't find my way home. On the is the last song they play. Bow legged on the second night. Um, it, it's just like this run has everything, and I think it's kind of the in the year before too. The eight run at Myrtle Beach is great. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's a it's a special show, and it's worthy of its two seed definitely. Yeah, and so I. I worry that there's something wrong with the tapes and it is why that they haven't been released yet. Um, yeah. Cause there's no, yeah. I mean, this is, the odds have always been pretty good. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they're, and honestly, you're right. And that's, and so it's, it's fine. You know, it's not like it would be terrible if we didn't have good audience tapes. And, but, um, so no, you're right. The audience tapes are good. And, uh, but it would just be nice to have a proper multi-track release. Um, we should bootleg it. We should put it out on bootleg vinyl. Get it pressed in like Serbia or something like that. The audience tapes. Do we, do yeah. we could like start up the Stax Records label or something back. Can we do that? No. <laughs> no. Um, Sorry. Who uh, who taped this show? Do you know? Maybe I just... think the AKGs maybe were the source. So maybe I don't know. I used to I used to know all this stuff. I I can picture the dat. Yeah. I got um, dats. Um, Let's see how how slow the uh, eTree database is. Yeah. And, um, E-tree. While I'm doing this, I wanna. I don't want to bag on Curtis. Did you get my text earlier about this? I did, and I'm sorry I didn't reply, but I 100% agree with you. Yeah, and I mean, I love Curtis is great, and I love that everything he's done with you know providing this music to the people, um, on Panic Stream, but, and and I think it's probably a result of not paying attention early i don't know if he's doing it more now but the fact that there aren't more sources listed on these shows uh makes me sad you know like because mm-hmm. that matters especially for the nerds like us who have collected mm-hmm. these over the years if we maybe have a preference preferential source for a show and if i know that that's not the one that's on panic stream then i'm not gonna you know i'll go go seek out my personal source but um the uh, charles fox is the source on e-tree so the the, so that's uh, a Sheps, the Sheps, Sheps on effects Graham Patton ADC twenty into HHB yeah that was a, that's a great rig it, he pulled a lot of great tapes mm-hmm. so glad that he was there for that um, so yeah we should get that uh, pressed in uh, Romania or wherever you <laughs> um, so so yeah I mean and and you know God, the night after this is so good too that first set is really super fantastic but um the five five ninety nine um yeah it's it's great i mean the jam out of you got yours into christmas katie is super good and into let it, let it rock i mean that yeah that run the i mean really the whole first set but the you got yours christmas katie let it rock use me is just pinnacle stuff um and then not to mention that the whole second set um 
tall boy with the big jam, you know, leg opener, tall boy with the big jam, uh, into don't be denied. And then, um, uh, holding over soul, chili drums, four corner dream, raise the roof, chili. It's like, come on, <laughs> give me a freaking break, man. He losing my mind at that show. But, um, yeah, so I think it's worthy of its two seed, like you said. So I feel bad for 427. Oh, well. Oh, well. You know, it's like the olden days when they would, uh, uh, the mid, the, 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 the mid majors or the uh, conference champions got less than, l- less respect than what they do now. And you could, you know. I'm going to, I'm going to look up. What did you, where, cause I know that I overruled you on all the seedings. Did you have this show higher or you, were you, what show? This 427.99. Did you underseed it? Did you underseed it as well? I had it in the lower half of the bracket. Let's I don't see. know if I had it 15. I probably had it 12, 13, maybe. I think it was maybe 13. Um, no, credit to Colath. You had it 11. No, at 11. Okay. Good job. Right. You had it up against. Which the, is, the 12096. So there you go. See, that's the matchup we could have had. But you did have Valdos 89 as a 14. So you did even worse than me on that. <laughs> and you had 11196, which I didn't even let have the cut. You had it as a three seed. So mm. sorry. I did. Um, okay. All right. Well, that was fun. So we'll take a one more look at the bracket if there's anybody still watching. Um, if you are thanks for for joining in um and thanks for everybody for participating and voting because um that matters so um every vote matters that's right every vote counts now and and speaking of voting how are your people in wisconsin are they still standing in line (laughs) six feet apart from each other what the fuck is happening oh god uh let me look they had a uh the one thing that could make you people feel a little bit warmer is they are going to have over a million absentee ballots uh, returned, um, which is really impressive. Uh, but the they already have passed. Uh, where's the stat I was looking for? Yeah, they had 864. No, that's not. Anyway, their absentee ballots for this are going to uh, surpass the 2016 presidential. Again, extenuating circumstances, mm-hmm. but it also just shows that voter interest was pretty high, which is probably why the Republicans did what they did. <laughs> we don't get political in the show. Just late. Um, okay, so thanks for joining us, Jeff. Thanks for for coming on. Sure. Um, and best of luck to you and the family as we continue yeah. on this journey. Um, I think we got still got a few more weeks. <laughs> I don't think that Easter uh, prediction is going to go. Go so. No, it's going to be. Uh, you know, Clay Travis, of course, is he's very excited about the fall. Mm-hmm. How it's just going to be the best fall ever. Okay, so here's here's the thing. Why you know we'll, uh, you know, I know people like to hear us talk about uh, sports, but. I had this conversation um, earlier. I mean, it's well, you just have to start backing that stuff up, right? And like mm-hmm. the kids need to be on campus to start training. For, yeah. I mean, that's like that stuff starts in like July. I mean, yes, or earlier. And so yeah. we're getting pretty close to it's going to be hard to get started in late August for college football. Yeah. 
Oof, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Um, but yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how the, if everything goes, assuming no delays, but just with the Masters in November, how CBS handles <laughs> handles their weekend schedule with the Masters along with you know multiple NFL games on Sunday and then oh, SEC. Yeah. It's just, Do they still man. have one more year of that? I know they were getting out of the uh, SEC. I think they might have one more year of the rights, but they didn't. I don't think they renewed them, the CBS. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, CBS is, gave up the SEC. Why? Because they wanted, like, you know, I don't know, whatever, however many hundreds of millions of dollars for one game and the championship. Oof. So I think Oof. ESPN took it. Wow. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. I like us. Uh, Burn. Saturday. So like Saturday, ah, well, nothing's the same without Burn. Yeah. I mean, Burn is Burn's the best. Um, somebody was saying that they thought that the college football season might run more uh, parallel to the college basketball season. Mm. You know, start in October, November, and run through February or something. And then we'll just get calls for people just to say, just play, just play the conference season for college basketball and just have the tournament. It's all anybody ever cares about anyway. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to watch or pay attention and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know. All right. Well, that um, should be really good next year, right? Don't they have a good class coming in? Yeah, yeah. We've had a, yeah. Yeah, got some we good lost, guys coming in. Lost, lost uh, a couple plays. Yeah, lost um, Ashton Hagens and um, Tyrese Maxey, both. Gumpro. Haven't heard from uh, quickly yet. I imagine he'll go as well. Nick Richards, probably. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, anyway, vote on our matchups. That makes it more fun. And um, we'll come back, um, I guess, next week, maybe, and do our second round matchups, which will be. Um, so, let's go over the ones you need to go vote on. The three seed ten twenty eight two thousand against the fourteen seed eleven twenty two thousand one, and then the six seed one twenty ninety six Boulder against the eleven seed nine twenty eight ninety five Knoxville, the seven seed Atlanta Georgia twelve thirty one ninety seven, and the ten seed, what is it, Northampton Massachusetts? Yeah, eleven seventeen ninety eight Northampton Massachusetts. And then the two seed Myrtle Beach five five ninety nine against the fifteen seed. Jacksonville 427.99 and then we'll be back uh, to talk about the second round matchups which should be pretty fun Huntsville 4396 mm-hmm. against Pelham 729.01 and then Carbondale against the Palace that might be that'll be a battle to see who gets my the, top show versus your top show yeah see who gets to the yeah. final four so um, you will Harvey you will yeah all right. Well, thanks yeah. everybody for joining us. Are we, are we going to play anything? Had uh, now. What was the what was the highlight of the stuff we talked about? Uh, play the uh, play the start of the Boulder sit and ski show. Okay, that's the best thing we got tonight. I think or bad or uh, play something from four twenty seven ninety nine. Play something from four twenty seven ninety nine. Okay, since it's going to not make it, it's it's, it's not going to. It's make a moment it. in the sun. Okay. It's one shot. This is its one shining moment. Right here. <laughs> The ball is tipped. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.
Stay sober. 